Hi, I'm Natalie. And I'm Chris. And, and this, this is, is the Paranormal, Paranormal Podcast. Podcast. A podcast experience for stoners with a taste for all things creepy crawly. How are you doing today, Natalie? I am high as shit, boyfriend. So, a bit unusual, you actually ran out of weed and you smoked a little bit out of my personal stash. I did, and I know that you you go for the super potent stuff so it doesn't take much to get you fucked up. That, and I mean, even the mediocre stuff for you usually is enough to floor me just because I'm such a lightweight, but... That's true. What did you actually get today tonight? Uh, it was Seis Manos. Oh, the Foramendo. Foramendo. Yeah. You started calling it Seis Manos, and I wasn't going to discourage you. Yeah, it was like that or Menudo, but I could never get the name right <laughs> until like the first month, so... Cool, so like, how are you like feeling right now? I'm uh, pretty good. I'm probably like... Out of one to five, I'm probably at a four. So I'm really hoping that whatever you tell me tonight is going to just, like, really fuck with me. Yeah, you say that, but, like, you're saying this, you're like, yeah, I'm a four, but, like, you're staring off into the corner of the <laughs> wall right now, and I'm just... That's true. I was looking at the clock all the way across the room. <sighs> Congratulations. I, I think you finally got to my level for once. <laughs> I hope so. Okay. All right. I'm ready. I'm so ready. You get a chance to choose Creepy. <clears throat> Crime or cryptid? Hmm. You know, I don't think we've done crime in quite a while. You haven't, but you've been on a really big uh, kind of crime binge online so far. Oh my god, yeah, there's that show on Netflix called Murder Maps, where they just, like, take you through all of these, like, notorious, like, serial killers or just, like, killers in the UK that, like, I had never heard of any of them. Yeah, the Crippen one was the one that was, like, oh, yeah, kind of took me by Crippen surprise. Oh, yeah, was weird. Yeah. So there's that there's that new one. There's another one. Oh fuck, I don't remember what it's called. It's like the most popular one on Netflix. Today. Oh, what is it? Like not like Mind of a Killer or something like that? Mm, I don't know. I don't remember. I shouldn't have brought it up. That's fine. Well, anyways, <laughs> fine. anyway, to all of our listeners, sorry, I have a stoner girlfriend. Uh, yeah. She has very bad short term memory. Obviously, I'm pretty stoned right now. <laughs> Let's see if you even remember this by the time we're done. Oh. Cool. So since you wanted to go for crime, let's see. Is it going to fuck me up? Maybe. Oh, We're going to go over Gary Ridgway, the Green River Killer. Oh, fuck. Wow, how appropriate with where we're at. Okay, so you already know who a little bit more about who this person is. Yeah, I, I know a little bit about the Green River Killer, but I'm usually high when I watch documentaries, so it takes me a few times to absorb everything. So... This is going to be a good experience. So reason why I wanted to do this one, because he's actually, his whole story goes in conjunction with another local serial killer. Oh, shit. So we're going to get to that next. Oh, fuck. So Gary Ridgway was born in February 18th of 1949 in Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, boy. But when very young, mm -hmm. they relocated near the Seattle Pacific Highway. Okay. And Gary grew up in a pretty kind of like fairly impoverished neighborhood near SeaTac Airport. Oh, okay. So this is actually kind of like, you know, like, I mean, that area is within about 20 minute drive from where we're yeah. at right now. Um, and since he grew up poor, right after graduating high school, um, his number one choice was to go and fight overseas in Vietnam right oh, after graduating. Oh, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> came back. Painted trucks for about 30 years after coming back from Nam. And as weird as this part is, and this is where it gets a little bit fishy. Yeah. 
He's been married. He was married three times. Oh, ooh. And very fanatical about religion. Oh no. But was a frequent customer of prostitutes. Of course he was. I mean, those two together, those are a dangerous combination. So tended to like his uh, women of the night. Was kind of near the airport. Stuff starts mm, falling in. Like that's not looking so good, pal. So apparently, the murdering spree started around 1982. Specifically with runaways and prostitutes along State Route 99 in South King County, Washington State. We're in King County. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) So this is local for all the Seattle natives. Um, Typically, he would take these women home, strangle them, and then leave their bodies in like somewhere in the woods in a very remote site. Um, They started to find some bodies along the now notorious green river in washington which is actually goes pretty far down from like renton like into like there actually is a green river gorge state park in washington oh i forgot about that Mm -hmm. yeah we've been planning on doing a few hikes here and there and just yeah well that was always kind of like oh that looks cool oh i don't know (laughs) history got it so he actually eluded the law until finally getting caught in 2001 and this is a name that's going to come back pretty soon Dave Reichert. Dave Reichert. Okay. He was the first officer t- assigned to the case in 1982. And it took until 2001 for him to actually realize, hey, we're going to resurface this old case. We're going to use this newly developed DNA testing thing. So I'm oh, sure Lizzo yeah. would be kind of stoked. <laughs> that <And is> good. <laughs> so it took the DNA testing to kind of a next level and was able to use some of the evidence they, that they already had on hand. Yeah. To actually charge him with four counts of aggravated murder in 2001. Yeah, I remember that. So facing I was a so little too. I mean, so so, so, so how long did you hear about this one then? So you already know about this guy. Well, I mean, it was on the news and shit when I was a kid. Oh, see, and I was overseas up until like yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. So facing um, the potential for getting executed. Yeah. He ended up striking a deal with the investigators to reveal locations of the hidden bodies that the investigations were never able to oh surface. So a lot of the missing persons things started coming up all of a sudden. Oh, fuck. Um, here's a kind of a tricky thing. Oh. He also agreed to plead guilty to any future cases where his confessions could have been substantiated by evidence. What? Wow. So that was part of the bargain. Okay. Um, I feel like that's really weird, but... At that point, by the end of it, I think he was, it looked like he was sentenced to life in prison in December of 2003 without parole. Oh, shit. But I think it was, like, multiple counts of, like, life imprisonment. Like, it was, like, 40 plus to the point where, like, this guy's just never going to see the light of day. He's just going to die anyway. Absolutely. Um, He committed, allegedly has committed more murders than any serial killer in U.S. history. Debatably on par with Samuel Little. The one who um, I did that in one of the previous episodes had the murder house or the murder hotel. Oh shit! I mm-hmm. forgot about the that. one that was it in Boston, I think, or I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, That's or Chicago, like... but like, yeah, it was it was a couple. It's the one I did a few episodes back. Yeah, yeah. So, in terms of stats and numbers for the Green River Killer, oh boy, he was suspected for over ninety murders. Ninety had confessed to seventy one. Holy shit. And was convicted of 49. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
49. So, I mean, this is kind of, of like... 71, maybe 90. Up, like, upwards of 90 at, at yeah. most. But yeah, that's a lot of people. And this guy was apparently doing a lot to not get caught. Apparently. I mean, that's kind of incredible that he got through that many people without getting caught. And the fact that the police weren't able to really, really figure out what's going on. Yeah, but again, like, I mean, I'm not going to endorse killing people. You know, serial killers aren't great. But he was good at what he did, I guess. I top, mean... Top score, unfortunately. I, yeah. Right. So... Well, I feel bad about saying that, but, you know... Plot twist. Oh, I love plot twists. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be a plot twist. So, the police investigators ended up getting help from a fairly unusual source. Oh, boy, yes. Okay, okay you know who okay. this is? No, but I'm really excited right now. I'm still really high. It was from another local serial killer. Oh, what? Wait, which one? A guy who goes by the name of Ted Bundy. Holy fuck, I forgot that. I always forget that he was in Washington. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, shit. So Ted Bundy's hometown was Tacoma, Washington. Yeah. Fairly, again, close to the airport. Yeah. Um, so, a little backstory behind Ted, just in case, because this yeah. is all going to come back soon. Please. So Ted Bundy was given his death sentence in both 1979 and 1980. Oh, I forgot. Why did why did that happen twice? I didn't really dig into the details oh, of that one. Okay. Maybe just convicted in multiple states is what my guess would be. Maybe because I don't again, know. The, he was fucking tricky. Where dude. all the murders were happening and everything. So what I was reading was, Ted Bundy was on death row when the Green River mm-hmm. Killer murders started happening in '82. Oh, okay. So you know he's already been convicted of murder <laughs> or it's like sentenced to death. Excuse me. Two times over in 79 and 80. Two years later, he's still on death row, just waiting for his day. Oh, my God. Um, the officials were unable to track down any whereabouts about Gary Ridgway until um, Ted Bundy actually reached out to the officer in charge okay. to give a little bit more insight and intel on just the mind of a serial killer. Okay. So, again, this is where it gets a little bit funky. Ted Bundy graduated from UW, University of Washington, in 1972 with his psych degree. Oh, I forgot about that. Holy fuck. Later on, he ended up in Utah where he got caught and arrested. Yeah, yeah. Ironically, Ridgway was the one who was born in Utah but raised near SeaTac. Oh my god. That's so weird. So they're like, not connected, but they're connected. Kind of. Like, yeah. Like, there, there's a lot of similarities that are going on with the case. Yeah. So, again, coming back to the original officer on the case, Dave Reichert. Uh, he was working on the case since 82. By 1986, he still had zero reliable leads. And this, okay. the investigations just weren't going anywhere. Bodies are starting to pile up. Um, gets a message in the mail saying, Don't ask me why I believe I'm an expert in this area. Just accept that I am, and we'll start from there. Oh, Okay. So that's what came from Ted Bundy while in jail in Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was a lot of moving. So, I don't know. I don't know too much about the the exact details of Ted Bundy. Wait, so maybe this wait, might wait. be one of our so next Ted ones. Ted Bundy sent that to who? Sent it to Dave Reichert, the Dave Riker the, the lead is... investigator on uh, the uh, Green River Killer case okay. for Gary Ridgway. Okay. I think I'm still with you. So, obviously, decided he had to make a trip all the way out to Florida. Just to yeah. meet up with Ted Bundy. Yeah, yeah. He was joined by Robert Keppel, 
who is the lead investigator on the Ted Bundy case. Oh, God. Okay. So this is kind of a, um, how do I say this? Almost like a Silence of the Lambs kind of thing. This is really weird. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I'm really interested. Do do you talk about, like, how if Ted Bundy and um, Green River Killer might have, like, worked together at some point? Well, no, because by the time Ted Bundy was already in jail, the Green River Killers didn't happen until, like, after that. Yeah, but what if it was, like, a Dexter's-type thing? You know how, like, his dad taught him how to be a serial killer it could have been but there's a little bit more info coming up so oh, this will be a fun okay. point i, 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 wanna, I, I like where further, you're going with this i want to further my conspiracy theory like your head is definitely on yes. the right track so there was actually a book written by robert keppel the guy who was a head investigator for the bundy cases yeah and the book is called the Riverman: ted bundy and i hunt for the green river killer <laughs> what Mm-hmm. Oh so, my God. and Ted Bundy claimed that he would only speak with the um, with David Riker. So there was kind of okay. the whole like you know, very similar to the whole like um, Hannibal Clarice thing. Yeah, from Silence yeah. of the Lambs. Um, one thing that they noted that came up to be a very kind of commonality between the two. Yeah, because again, you wanted your conspiracy theory, right? Yes, please. So they started noticing that a lot of these serial killers do have quite a few things in common. One thing was that there was no remorse or feeling towards anybody. Specifically, you know, the victims, obviously, or yeah. the victims' families. They just didn't care. No emotional attachment what? whatsoever. That's why. That's super weird. So again, you kind of get creepy you kind of get the mind of a serial killer again. Yeah. Like Bundy knew a lot of Riker's things. Ugh. So Bundy told Riker about a lot of the actions he expected that um, Gary Ridgway would do. Kind of like from one serial kill to another. Like, I think he's going to do this also. I think he's going to do this also. Oh, okay. However. Oh, however. A lot of what Ted Bundy was saying were actually just like veiled or like masked or like hidden confessions about what he'd already done. Wait, what do you mean? So it wasn't necessarily like, oh, I know he's going to do this. I know he's going to do this. It was more of. Well, this is what I did, so he's probably going to do it. Well, this is what I did, so he's going to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Ted Bundy was actually confessing small things here and there. And oh, I see. So is that why the other guy was there? Kind of. And especially with the, the investigator who mm-hmm. was working on the Ridgeway case, uh, record. Yeah. He actually personally felt that Bundy was, Ted Bundy was kind of jealous of all the natural attention that this new guy was getting. Oh, that sounds so right, because he was so self-centered and full of himself. He was a pompous asshole. And especially with someone with a potentially much higher body count than his, and, you know, yeah. Ted Bundy being a very popular name, Gary Ridgway wasn't really, doesn't really get tossed around nearly as much, at least from until well, I read this one today. Well, it's probably also partly to do with, he's known as the Green River Killer. Mm. And so that kind of is his identity now, like... People know him by that, and then they have to look up to see who the Green River Killer is, you know? Makes sense. Yeah. And then they started looking at a little bit more of the personalities again. Both people felt very proud of their actions, serial killer-wise. Yeah. They both craved the attention and the control, and they were very prideful when discussing their killings. Oh, Kind of that Dexter, like, work of art piece that you always get to see. Um, Both were also sexual predators by nature. Yeah. So they tended to, especially with these two, 
They killed their victims either during or after sex. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, they look, were, didn't they? They well, Ted Bundy didn't go specifically for prostitutes. No, but again, but look, when you start going to same. your most popular serial killers, uh, they showed that the Green River Killer and Jack the Ripper both targeted prostitutes. Yeah. Uh, John Wayne Gacy was specifically focusing on young boys. Yeah. And Ted Bundy was focusing on young women. Yeah. So they always had a a type that they were gunning for. I think that's the worst part, you know, like, especially because like for women walking anywhere by yourself in the dark is scary enough as it is because you don't know if someone's going to like try to grab you or some shit. Mm -hmm. But then every now and then I'm like, okay, but what if I'm somebody's type and they're like hunting me down, you know? Yeah. I don't know if there's much you can do about it. I mean, but again, everyone always had that weird way. Like what? It's just really weird to think about. But, like, Ted Bundy always had the, again, kind of going back to Silence of the Lambs, Ted Bundy kind of had that whole thing where he would, like, pretend to be injured, uh, (laughs) try to lure women in. They're like, oh, could you help me with this? And then he would, like, take advantage of that part. Yeah. So, again, there must have been some weird stuff where I know it looked like with um, Gary Ridgway, what he was doing was uh, when he was getting a lot of his, um, when he was getting all the women of the night, he would actually make sure, you know, take them back pay them for sex do whatever and then he would actually do it he would usually strangle them like during or right after so he still had sex with a lot of these women wow all of these women i'm guessing they're prostitutes so yeah that's super weird that's so weird like that's like one of the most vulnerable times like any person is going to have is like right after sex or during sex that's some fucked up shit that's really fucked up like oh oh no so Congratulations. You got one of your local serial killers knocked out now. And now one of us has to do Ted Bundy now. We'll get to that one. I mean, I'm really excited to actually hear this. This was like a really good one. I didn't remember that much about the Green River Killer, but now I'm actually interested to see how that's going to fit into like the overall story of Ted Bundy, too. Especially being the. Not just like the successor, but I mean, just the numbers alone. He just like schooled. Like I was looking, oh, yeah. I was looking up a list of the, um, just like in terms of the overall kill count for like serial killers around the world, or yeah. at least the, the ones that we know of. And I mean, <laughs> some of. some of the ones overseas were definitely. There are some other countries were definitely high up there. Like there was yeah. a bunch in South America, or sorry, sorry, South, yeah, South America was the ones I saw quite a few on. But I mean, it was the who's the other guy, um, Sam Little came up like actually significantly above Gary Ridgway. So depending on the count, um, I think Little had claimed more people. Yeah. But Gary Ridgway was actually convicted of more people, at least oh, at the time. Oh, gotcha. So this isn't on, like, the count isn't based entirely on, like, what they got convicted of. Or I mean, so it's one of those things, like, if we had looked at either suspected murders versus confessed versus convicted, yeah. the numbers might be kind of skewed there. Yeah, but still... it's kind of just however you want to view those charts and whatever you want to like mess with the data to make it look like oh this guy I... was number one or this guy was number two but in the united states these are kind of like the kings of the serial killers i mean i'd be satisfied knowing that i mean what what is his name ridgeway mm-hmm. whatever uh no no yeah gary ridgeway ridgeway he's got like at least 49 like that's fucking nuts. That is a lot of people who lost I mean, their lives. He confessed to seventy one, but he was convicted of forty nine. So Christ, dude. And again, suspected of over ninety plus. So maybe oh he just God. yeah. Like okay, so how how long did you say that these went? Like what was the dates? 
So this went on apparently from, I'm not exactly, I didn't exactly get a number on like when he said his last, um, when he said his last killing was, okay. but he started in 1982. He started in 82. When was he like first arrested? Or... He got caught in 2001. Oh, okay. So again, well, nobody... that makes sense. He had a lot of time to. Yeah. So people knew that, that there was a Green River Killer. Or sorry, the Riverman, but there was no. Oh, is that what he was known as? Let me see. It was because what was the book called? The yeah, sorry, the book was called The Green River Killer. The Ted Bundy and I hunt for the Green River Killer. A, they, a bunch of people called him like the Riverman. I think. Oh, okay. I believe that the Riverman. I mean, that's a lot easier to say than the Green River Killer. Yeah. Riverman. Still messed up that it's in our backyard. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, it's a good thing that we don't go to Tacoma or, like, the airport area very often. No, cause... but the mall's, the mall's, like, right there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And that's the only Doesn't mall with a hot one... topic for you. No, I was going to say, I need hot topic. I need all my stupid fandom shit. Oh, I know you do. And yeah. You can make a trip to the Green River, take some cute selfies for the next podcast next oh, time. Oh, we actually could do that. That would actually be really fun. Like you, I'm sure there's some shit over there about the Green River Killer. As long as like we don't problem. find like one of the bodies, because that would I, I just don't want to have to deal yeah, with that I, this I year. Yeah, I don't want to be like those teenagers in Seattle. Remember they found like the suitcase? Oh yeah, they on were like the they, and they opened it. And, yeah, oh. they like started opening it, and they decided to call the cops because of the smell. That was rough. Yeah, that was really gross. <sighs> All right, so how are you uh, still feeling? You still burn up? You still pretty fucked up? I'm not fucked up, but I'm feeling, I don't know, I'm very happy. Like, it really lifted my mood. Your eyes are really glassy right now. I'm sure they are. I'm still pretty fucking hot. Like, you know when, like, a really cute animal gives you those, like, puppy dog eyes and they're very, like, glassy and almost, like, glazed over as they're, like, looking at you from the angle? Yeah. Like, that's exactly (laughs) what I see across the table right now. Yeah. Hey, you know what I just remembered? Oh, look, you forgot something. No. Anyway, anyway, oh, fuck. Yep, and Carrie there she goes. House. We never talked about our stay at the Carrie House. Yeah, because nothing happened because it's not haunted. It is haunted. I took pictures. Just because you took pictures doesn't mean it's not haunted. You don't believe what I told you, do you? You tell me a lot of things. What did you tell me? Remember when we first walked in and I, like, I wanted to, like, talk to Stanley because he was supposed to be, like, the the like desk attendant or whatever and i was because he was the one who would like harass women so i was like okay do something like i'm right here and then there was somebody else in like the lobby who started talking and i got really embarrassed so we just like beelined it for the stairs oh yeah that's good sh- i didn't know that dude was sitting there that scared the hell out of me like i jumped the shit out of me but it was like a few steps up i felt something it almost felt like a little like whoosh and stopped like right behind my back and I know that you think I'm crazy. But I'm no, 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 crazy. no, no. I, I totally trust that the air conditioner was right there. <sighs> Listen. <laughs> Whoosh. I you didn't hear it. You know what? There was also, like, on the door at night, you were asleep because, of course, you were. But there was, like, it almost sounded like somebody had put their hand up against the door and kind of just, like, it didn't like scratch it, but it made like a little bit of like a shuffling noise. You mean like I don't know, maybe just one drunk person because it was like New Year's 
Or no, it wasn't New Year's yet. It no, was it wasn't New Year's. Leading into it, but... No, but I heard somebody a while before that go in. So I knew what it sounded like if somebody's coming down the stairs. This wasn't like... It was silent. It was the middle of the night. And we weren't even high because we couldn't get weed in that. Uh... No, because it's medical only in El Dorado County. Mm-hmm. You were we so sad. We found that out the hard way. I know. We were told to go to this dispensary, and then we got there, and they're like, oh, well, you don't have a medical card, so no. Well, we're from Washington. We don't need a medical card. Yeah. Here. It's called a weekend. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it was sad. But anyway, the point is, I know that the Carrie House is haunted. Whether or not it's haunted, I will say the Carrie House was a really cool, like, little boutique hotel. Yeah. And I definitely would rather stay there than the, uh, what was that? The Best the Western? Best Western. Hunt? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure the Best Western had a lot more of a body count than the yeah. uh, Carrie House does. I was told later that there's a very high turnover at that Best Western. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like, turnover and murder rate, kind of both. It's just drug <laughs> Probably deals. Probably both. Placerville's probably really good at sweeping that shit under the rug. What, the bodies? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that would hotel, like, had seen some shit. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, and it was it was a little bit beat up, but it was quaint because it was, like, a historical landmark. Like, it's What do you mean a little for... bit beat up? You broke, like, the shower broke within, like, 30 seconds of us getting to the hotel room. Oh, I was talking about Carrie House, not Best Western. Well, Carrie House had some charm. It was it was cute. Yeah, I like that was, place. It was it was like there was like paint chipping around some parts and stuff, but it just kind of added to the charm. <laughs> Spoopy. But yeah, fuck the best western. <laughs> the employees were cool. Can't do much about the hotel were cool, though. Cool, but oh my god, that room. You're right. It was like thirty seconds in. Mm-hmm. That shower broke. I was heartbroken. And we had to pack up and move all over again. I know that was arguably the worst part of the trip. Anyways, salty night over. Sorry, guys. Um, we will come back to you next week with some really cool stuff. And that time, I will be really, really stoned off my ass. Yes, you will, like I am now. All right. Chris and Natalie checking out. Bye. Bye.